Opinions expressed in this episode are personal. They do not necessarily reflect the views of this streaming platform. Good day, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Let's Be Diverse. I am your host, Andrew Stout. This episode is dedicated to all my loved ones who have believed in me and supported me through this journey. As we journey through life, a lot of times it's inevitable that we encounter challenges and obstacles that may or may not hinder our personal and professional lives. It is all too easy to fall into a trap of limiting beliefs and negative self-talk, which can be held back and prevent us from reaching our full potential. Today, we're going to be talking about mindset shift. And my guest today is Melissa Pike. Now, Melissa is a health and life coach. She works with clients in two main areas. One, health and wellness, weight loss, navigating health, nutrition, while dealing with medical issues, boosting energy and productivity at work. Two, helping people reclaim their focus, forge their new identity, and get back on track following divorce and separation. It is an honor to have this person on today. I've spoken with her a few times, and she is a wonderful person, very knowledgeable, and she speaks very clearly, and I'm sure you will enjoy her. Welcome to our show today, Melissa. It is so awesome to have you on today. Thank you so much, Andrew. It's an honor to be here. I appreciate you having me on. You're very welcome. How's everything going in your world? How's work? How's the home life? How's everything going? You've caught me today, and we're experiencing a little bit of Hurricane Lee here on the mm-hmm. East Coast. So, throughout, you may hear a couple of sticks and whatnot hitting my window. So, <laughs> apologies for that in advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so everything's going great. Really excited about the work that I'm doing and really enjoying where that's taking me, all the different people that I'm meeting and connecting with. And it's just all really exciting and rewarding. And I imagine that it's great because you're probably building, which I love building rapport. So I imagine that you're building tremendous rapport with the people that you've been working with. Absolutely. So not only clients, but also others in the industry who are doing similar work, but a little different. So in terms of networking with them and partnering on different projects. So there's a lot of that going on right now. It's really exciting. That's awesome. I love to hear businesses, people that own their own business working together. I feel that there's enough work for everybody. So I feel that, you know, if we work together, they can do well and you can do well and everybody can do well. And if you're in competition, as people say, then obviously somebody suffers. Like I said, I think it's important to collaborate and work together. Absolutely. Yeah. If coaches are doing it for the right reason, we're all in this together and and it's with the goal of helping others. I totally agree with you 100% there. So I'd love to hear that you're doing well and work is going well. Sorry to hear about the weather, but talked a little bit before we started taping. Mother Nature, we just don't know what she is going to come up with. She can be a tough lady, but our thoughts are for you guys over there today. That's for sure. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I think other places definitely have it worse than we do. But thank you for saying that. Welcome. Before we begin, Melissa, I I always have a fun question to ask my guests to get things going. Are you ready for yours today? Uh, I think so. Let's have it. Okay, so your question is, do you prefer the center or the corner of a brownie? Oh, that's a trick question because I don't eat brownies. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't eat dairy in general. I typically don't eat brownies. <laughs> okay. 
If you were to have one, would you pre- would you think you'd prefer the corner or any inside? I probably would prefer the outside, the corner. Yeah, the crispy part. Yeah. yeah. Good choice. That's probably the best part. It's probably the best part. Thanks for having fun with me. I appreciate you delving into that and having some fun with me. So why don't we start off our fun discussion with you telling us a little bit about you and your story. Absolutely. Yeah. So as you mentioned in the intro, I'm a health and life coach. I'm very passionate about that work. And my journey to this career was essentially a lifetime in the making. I had a pretty traumatic childhood, and I'm not going to go into the gory details, but my early life in and out of foster homes and then a childhood that was plagued by food insecurity and emotional abuse put me on a pretty unhealthy path for a good chunk of my life. And I would say around my mid-30s, that's when I started to get really unsettled and curious about my life and what was to come, really started to see that I didn't like where my life was heading. So that's when I made some major changes in my life. And my path to well-being was pretty bumpy for quite a while, which included getting a divorce, going through therapy. I did quite a bit of solo traveling and a whole lot of healing. So it was this journey that made me realize the last thing I really needed to work on was my career shift. And the only thing that made sense to me was doing something I'm passionate about, which is helping others around the areas of health and wellness, which a great number of us all need help. And then also because I'd gone through the experience myself, and I know quite a few others who have as well, I saw a pretty big need for divorce coaching and separation coaching as well. First off, I love that story, but I want to commend you for reaching the point that you want to be. And I know that myself, I there's always continuous learning about ourselves and what we're passionate about, what we're not passionate about. So I commend you for that, for figuring that out. It sounds like you had a little bit of a go at it, but it sounds like you have adapted to it quite nicely. And it's been a joy to chat with you before the taping today and getting to know you a little bit. And I just think that you are on the right path to be successful and doing what you love and what you're passionate about. I encourage you to keep at it, keep working hard. And I believe, I mean, I believe we'll get there. Oh, thank you so much, Andrew. That's very nice of you. Yes, it's it's been a journey for sure. And it's ongoing. That's the pro and the con of it is that we're always continuously working on ourselves. I totally believe in that. I never say that I fully understand what somebody is going through because I'm not them. So my wording to people is always, I sympathize with you and I'm always there to listen because if you say that you fully understand, for me, it's not correct because you don't know exactly what happened. And even if they tell you, you still don't really get a full grasp. So I think sympathizing with people, I think people appreciate that. And I know myself, I've had a lot of goals myself, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I decided to take on this venture of this podcast. And I felt that it was something that I would enjoy. It was pretty scary for me in the beginning. I had lots of self-doubt as far as, am I going to produce content that people are already going to be interested in it? Is it going to be good? 
How's my voice going to sound? Am I going to be able to put some good points out there? Am I going to sound like I know what I'm talking about? I had a lot of these worries at the beginning. So I did a lot of practice taping before I started downloading the episodes. And someone just told me, said, why are you doing that? Just do it. Just put one out there and you'll see that it's going to get better. And they were right because I don't profess myself to be a professional in this, but I have listened back to the very first one that I've done and the most recent one I've done. And there's a tremendous amount of growth there. I could tell that I was someone who was not very confident when I was speaking. I could just hear it in my voice. And now when I listen back, I can truly say that it's on the cusp and getting there. And the more that I talk about things and have great conversations like I am with you today, the more confident that I am. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about getting your reps in, Andrew. You got to get those reps in and build up your confidence, build up your strength. And yeah, you're doing great. Appreciate your kind words. So explain to our listeners mindset shift. Yeah, we all have certain beliefs that we carry around with us. Many of them are formed in childhood and throughout our experiences. Um, We're often influenced by our family, friends, media, social media. So shifting our mindset starts with identifying what those beliefs are, where they come from, and then introducing new ideas and concepts very slowly. So too much too fast can really trigger someone and send them into like resistance mode. They get that wall up. And once it feels like it's too hard, then we naturally as humans try to protect ourselves against that. The key is implementing new beliefs very slowly. And I coach through habit change. So these new habits go hand in hand with the newly introduced beliefs. And you say you coach new habits. So what do you mean when you say new habits? Is there something particular that you're focusing on? Yeah, and it really depends on the client. So if we use the example of somebody wanting to really focus on weight loss, and for whatever reason, it could be for health reasons, they need to lose weight, maybe it's body image or what have you. Essentially, they have certain beliefs already about what that journey is going to look like. They've likely already been on certain journeys that were unsuccessful to date. And it's probably gotten them a little bit frustrated. First, I like to find out what habits they're already engaged in. And if things aren't working for them right now, chances are quite a few of those habits are not serving them. So new habits would involve nutrition and it would be in small increments. Everything I do is in small steps. Again, too much, too fast will be met with a lot of resistance. So it could be that a new habit this week is going to be, we're going to really pay attention to our hunger and honor that in a nourishing way. So we're going to identify whether we're just bored and feel like eating, or if we are actually experiencing true hunger and need to feed our stomachs. So the new habit could be that for the first week, you just really focus on that and maybe have a glass of water at the onset of feeling hungry, give it about 15 minutes, see how you feel after that. If you're still hungry, then it's about 
making sure that you prepare something that's going to be easy and quick to prepare, but also healthy. Whereas before, they may have just been engaging in binge eating or grabbing something just out of a bag or out of a can that's just super fast and is going to feed that hunger very quickly. So we talk a lot about identifying the hunger early on and then having the opportunity to prepare for the food as opposed to getting to the point where you're over hungry and then you're just eating the cupboard doors. So we definitely want to avoid that. So that would be an example of one habit that we would start with if it were something around healthier eating and weight loss. And I could see people struggling with a little bit of loneliness. So they're not sure what they want to do or where they want to go or what is their next big thing. And a lot of times people don't have anybody or they don't have a support system or a very good one for that matter. So they will be a little bit lonely. I can see the binge eating. I know like I've worked at places where I've seen people have four or five cups of coffee in a day and they probably don't really need that coffee, but they're going to the coffee machine and somebody's there. They're not maybe going for coffee. They're going to have a conversation. They want to feel included in in a social setting. Absolutely. Yeah. And if coffee was something somebody wanted to work on, if that was posing some health issues, they were drinking too much coffee. Again, that would be one of those things where we would start slow. If somebody's drinking eight cups of coffee a day, how about for the entire week next week, we're going to drink six a day instead. And my goal is never to promote everything that people should eliminate from their lives. If somebody wants to drink wine in the evening, if somebody wants to drink coffee, and they have no intention of giving that up, it's not my intention of promoting that they should. We dig into and get into the nitty gritty of why they have certain habits. And often what you'll find is throughout one of my programs, somebody will make that shift themselves. Once they start to work on other areas and they feel good, they, they tend to make those shifts. So the person at the water cooler wanting to chat, you know what, maybe they stand there with a glass of water instead, who knows? For sure. So how do you help people implement a mind shift? I like to use what we call an anchor. And an anchor can be anything that the client wants it to be. And it should be something that means something to the person. So maybe it's a necklace that they wear each and every day, or maybe it's a photo that they have tacked up on their bulletin board. Again, it could be anything that the the person wants to choose. I had someone who used a skirt. (laughs) She had a new skirt that she had bought and she had a goal of wanting to wear that skirt and have the confidence to wear it. So she kept that on display in her apartment. And the point of the anchor is that every time you have a thought and you have an urge to go and do something against the healthy new habit and the healthy new mindset, you need to be near that anchor to see it. And that anchor grounds you and it brings you back to, oh yeah, this is why I'm doing this. I'm doing it because I'm trying to build my confidence or I'm trying to build my energy or what have you. So we implement anchors and we follow up with those anchors each week. And the intent of the anchor is to help build new habits. And then that new habit is going to give roots 
to new beliefs, ones that are healthier and longer lasting. You could be dealing with somebody who has a low self-esteem or a low confidence and it's affecting everything. It's affecting them at work. It's affecting them in personal life. You would be teaching them that it's okay. Maybe you're afraid that they're going to make a mistake or they're going to make a wrong move or they're going to say something wrong or what have you. Teaching them that it's okay. Some things are going to happen and there's always ways of fixing. Yeah. So maybe the anchor is a bracelet that person is wearing. And when they start to have those negative thoughts, they play with the bracelet, they touch it, they feel in tune with that anchor, and it just grounds them. It brings them back to the mindset shift of, I'm not alone. A lot of people experience these feelings. I'm not as isolated as I think I am, as I feel that I am. Yeah, the anchor is, we establish early on in our relationship what the anchor is and what the story attached to the anchor is. So that's, and again, and that's just one of the many strategies that we would work with. There's a lot that goes into a 12-week program, for instance. The anchor is one of them that when I'm not there, I meet with a client once a week. And for the other six days, when I'm not there talking in their ear, they use the anchor in place of me letting them know, yeah, that they're not alone in this. They can do hard things. They can resist temptation. They can resist negative thoughts. Yeah. You can't be there all the time. You can't be available for them all the time. I love that you talk to them and say, Hey, when I'm not there, let's practice that. And they might even hear something that you said that, or something that they did would remind them of something that you said to them during sessions. And then that might trigger, oh yeah, I remember talking about day. Yeah, I'm going to use my bat this and if gets better for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Our thoughts cause our feelings. So if we're having a certain feeling and it feels negative, we have to go back to what the thought is and we can change that thought trajectory and move it along. And, and the anchor again, it just grounds them. What happens when people see a shift in their mindset? You mean like how do they tend to react or yeah, respond? Like, yeah. So when they start to see that they're able to shift their mindset a little bit, what are some things that people could notice when it starts to happen? From a lot of the feedback that I get through the programs, when I get the text messages in between of letting me know that they had a moment. One example, I had someone text me one morning and she had said that it was the first time in as many years as she can remember that she didn't get on the scale and instead put on a pair of jeans she hadn't worn in a long time and felt really great in them. She hadn't had that kind of positive self-talk in such a long time. So she was pretty excited to be able to share that. So what I hear a lot of people say, and what I've experienced myself too, because I still go through mindset shifts as well. It's a feeling of, I would say, satisfaction. It's a feeling of growth, of triumph. There's a lot that kind of comes behind that. It's very rewarding to feel that we're making personal progress. Yes, I totally agree with you there. I think that that's what you want. You want satisfaction. You want to feel more confident. You want to see yourself growing. You don't want to be stuck in a rabbit hole. I can see people, for example, in my line of work or my experience is people feeling that they're stuck working in a certain 
job that they're not happy or it's just not fulfilling for them, but they feel like they can't leave because they have things that they gotta take care of financially. So they, they can't leave or they don't feel like they have the confidence or the skills or mindset to look for something else and, and move on their career. So I can definitely see that as well. So when we're talking about like in the work setting, I just talked about people maybe having trouble being in a, a hole, feeling stuck. How would you say that would the mindset shift would help in that aspect of I can't do anything, I can't find anything, I got to stay here for the rest of my life, I don't have job skills, or I've been out of work because I've been home taking care of my child for the last four years. Now I have to find something and I just don't have the confidence. I don't think anybody's going to look at me as far as a good candidate for their job or for their company. Mm -hmm. So, well, again, a huge chunk of my coaching, whether it's on divorce or it's on energy or nutrition or whatever, it very much revolves around health and wellness. And in the workplace, I would say strongly that if they really focus on their health, their nutrition, their exercise, and they work on that, it really clears up a lot of the other fog. So I don't specifically, I know you were talking about people are unhappy in their jobs and whatnot. So I don't specifically coach on career in terms of whether somebody is going to stay in their job or not stay in their job. But where I can help someone is if they're having those thoughts and their health is not in top shape in, in terms of just feeling overall wellness, right. then I work with clients on getting that on track. Often we get into these negative mindsets because of our nutrition. If we're eating really unhealthy food, if we're not moving our bodies, it's a cliche, but we really do have to feed our brains. So it's easier to be in a negative mindset about everything in life and work and, and other things when we are not nourishing our bodies and we are not moving our bodies. In this day and age, luckily, the science is all backing all of this up. But you really can have a clearer mind and make better decisions and choices when you get your health in order. So that's where I would start with someone. And then the rest of it is really just working, working on confidence and, and boosting energy and productivity. And once they get to a really healthy place, if they decide, hey, you know what, I feel great and this job does suck, then, then they're going to have a clear choice to make and they can make that in a better frame of mind at that point. I love everything that you just put all together there. I think that you can't just focus on one thing. You have to focus on everything and look at every aspect of what's happening and I don't think there's one size fits all solution when it comes to stuff like that. I think there's different ways and different things that you can think of. And I just love that your nutrition and focusing on yourself and your health and your happiness and the confidence will come as time goes on. But it's important to focus on yourself, make sure that you're doing the things you need to do for you. And I think everything else will will come for sure. 
Absolutely. And I, I work with the client at the onset of our relationship to really uncover who they are and what their goals are. So like you said, it's not a one size fits all and that's not how I work. I will incorporate the health and wellness into every program that I work with, but it really is tailored to meet the needs and the goals of that particular individual. If I was to ask if you could use one word to describe yourself, what word would that be? Ooh, the word that immediately comes to mind is vulnerable, because I feel like since I've been on this journey and I've been in this career, I've had to be extremely vulnerable as well. And it can be very uncomfortable if you're just getting used to it. So I feel like I'm getting a lot more comfortable being vulnerable, being open, sharing my own story and being able to walk alongside of of my clients on their journey as well. So I, I thought for a second about using the word resilient, but no, I think I'm going to go with vulnerable. I love that word for you. I think all the things that you discussed at the beginning of the episode and you talked about where you were, where you started, where you, how, how it was as you older and you just put everything together and decided this is what I'm going to do and this is what I need to do. It seems like you took it on a day-to-day basis. You thought about each aspect of what your goals were. And I agree with you. You maybe, I don't know, struggled, but you were a little bit shy to be vulnerable. But now you realize that that'll come out and it's going to be all the better for you. And people will uh, trust and respect you as well. What you do in your job is a leadership thing. So you're basically leading your clients through their times and trying to help them figure out or sort out what it is that's going on with them and try to help them figure out. For me, a leader has to be vulnerable in some capacity because they have to sympathize with whoever they're dealing with so that they can figure out ways to help them out. I I love that word for you. Thank you. Any final thoughts today? No, I just always like to say that it can be a very tough struggle. And and people do automatically resist change and they resist anything that feels hard. And taking care of your body and your mind, it is hard work and it feels hard. But being sick and being unable to move your body and being unable to see a future where you can do those things effectively is harder that just feels way harder. So you can pick which hard you want. Only one of them is going to get you hopefully into old age gracefully and mobile as well. I love that sentiment. I wanted to take the time to thank you for coming on today. I just loved your story from the beginning. I loved how vulnerable you were telling your story and telling how you got to where you are and that you're continuously learning as you continue to grow personally and professionally. So I give you kudos for that. And I just love the fact that you are there to help people through some really tough times. And it was a pleasure to have you on here today. Oh, thank you so much, Andrew. It was a pleasure to be on your podcast. So I appreciate you inviting me on. You're very welcome. On behalf of myself and my guest, Melissa, I'd like to thank you all for taking the time to listen today. And until next time, be safe and remember... So we all work together and accomplish anything.
You have been listening to Let's Be Diverse with Andrew Stout. To stay up to date with future content, hit subscribe.